Hello, everyone. Welcome to another edition of the Tavern of the Tegu Warriors podcast. I'm Jinsuk Yang, aka the new tavern owner, and joining me is Tim Lee from Tavern Studio Canada. Hello, everyone. And joining us also is special guest Tomas from Tavern Studio Czech Republic. Hello, thanks for having me, guys. Yes, it is his third appearance uh, on a Tavern podcast. Today we will be talking about the ill-fated Germany match. So uh, let's begin with some uh, general thoughts about the starting lineups. Uh, I'll kick it off. Um, I had sort of predicted with some confidence uh, prior to the game that uh, Shinto Young wouldn't start Usungu because he just, as a winger, he's not as confident tracking back as Kochengu and Sarangmin probably would be able to for the, for, for, for the purposes of this game. So I wasn't surprised to see him not start. Uh, the question was, Muchangjin in the middle, if he would be able to pick it up after, after a poor game against Fiji, and we'll discuss that later, but turns out it might have been a bad choice by Shintoyong in the end. Uh, yeah, for me, uh, I think if Korea were going to counter-attack, which was probably always the case with all the building up from deep from Germans, even uh, we saw the goalkeeper, Timo Horn, uh, actually he made a mistake in, in distribution when there was a good pressing, so I think... With that, for me, the focal point was if Suk Hyun Jun, of course, if he's fit enough to start or, the, or if he's actually suitable to start. And I think uh, he, even if, if he was uh, good enough to to, uh, to go from from the start, uh, Hwang Hye Chang was, was uh, more suitable for this opposition. Uh, you know, uh, I don't know, starting target man in that match would very much resemble... Uh, the baffling choice of uh, Kim Shin Wok uh, against Belgium at the World Cup, <laughs> uh, when also, yeah. you know, South, of course, like, uh, of course, there's a difference in in quality. There's a gulf of qu- in quality of both options, but still, it's target men and target men like for like, and it was just baffling, you know, seeing South Korea trying to counterattack with with Wookie, and it would be the same here. So I'm I'm very glad that um, the coach went for this somewhat bold alternative with uh, Huang. Yeah, I think um, right before the game started, actually, Youngpyo um, predicted there would be three key things, uh, three key uh, battles, say, um, that would require that would have to work out for South Korea to beat Germany. Uh, one of them was actually the activity of uh, Huang Yichan. And the reason why Youngpyo said this is because um, the German players are tall, slow, which means they have a high like uh, center of balance, and they won't be very good at uh, switching direction, right? So that's why Yangpyo predicted that Huang Yichan's strengths is actually the perfect way that we would be able to counter Germany's weaknesses. And um, in some ways, that was, that proved to be correct. Um, if, he, if Huang Yichan knew how to finish, uh, yeah. we might be speaking of a different story. Um, yeah, um, so a specific question for you guys. Um, how did you guys think about... Um, how do the fullbacks play specifically? <laughs> uh, I'll go first. Um, well, it wasn't anything new. They just weren't very good. Uh, Chen always sort of plays that almost a wingback role when when Korea's in possession, but it, it works sometimes. It doesn't work all the time. His, his crossing is usually subpar, and he cuffs up the ball a lot. But the real shocker. Uh, was over at left back for Shim Sang-min, who really I don't quite understand why he even bothers trying to get up and play an aggressive role, 
because he always leaves the defense exposed on the counterattack because he, he uh, misses a pass. He had a poor game, um, but Isuchan did get the assist at the end, so there's one bright spot for the fullbacks if you're that. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I think the the main issue with them uh, defensively, uh, not not speaking just about offenses, their synchronization. Because as you said, uh, Shim was bombing forward quite often, and he was being caught up up high uh, quite often. And you uh, you just don't have you know the balance. Uh, the guy on the right who would stay back and who would create at least the, the free at the back. So sometimes it was very weird the the, the whole numbers at the back uh, who who were prepared to defend German attacks. And in another case, yeah, he was trying to play uh, to somewhat uh, you know support attack Shim at the left back. But what was baffling for me is when you can't actually play with the ball, then yeah, go forward, yeah. but make simple passes. What mm-hmm. was what he was doing? was like adventurous Hollywood passes, like uh, complete nuts. I don't know what, what he was trying to do, what he was thinking. Just keep it sim- simple. Go go up high. Uh, okay, that's okay, but uh, at least don't lose the ball. Yeah. I think with Isu Chan, yeah, um, that, that build up to the third goal, I didn't think Isu Chan had it in to do that. I thought some dribble like that, like I thought the only person on the team who could do a dribble like that was Huang Chan. But in terms of Isochan could do that too. Um, overall, yeah. I think Isochan defensively was not too bad. Like, the Nabry opening goal, right? Like, there's not really much. I don't think any of our defenders could have done. It was a great When goal. he ran up, and without even, like, as soon as he closed the space, he immediately shot. I mean, yeah. Yeah, not much he could have done. I think he was okay. I mean, Shim Sangmin, of course. I, I was going to tweet, um, Shim Sangmin should never go up more advanced than Son Heung-min. Yeah. I thought that was I thought it was really bad that he was more forward and Son Heung-min had to do a lot of tracking back to cover. Um but it feels like that's almost in his game. If you see his highlights from the U twenty World Cup, you see him doing that a lot and it works well. Oh it worked well rather. But mm-hmm. in the Olympics here it's it hasn't been working for him for a while and he's just I think Tamash touched on it really nicely. The balance just isn't there for him to do that and, and, and play the way that he wants to play when he moves up the pitch. Absolutely. Um, any Anyone stand out to you as a man of the match or a black hole? or? Uh, man of the match? Uh, well, that has to be Son Heung-min. I, I think your poll was very telling uh, at the, the Tavern Twitter. Mm-hmm. He was really active. And I was surprised that, you know, I often criticize him for being quite selfish, for taking on players when he shouldn't do... Uh, but he was actually the creative hub uh, in that match, yeah. which uh, which is uh, connected to to your favorite black hole, Tim, uh, which was Moon <laughs> Chang Hin. That that was really like he was anonymous uh, for most of the game, and I don't understand why you don't start Kwon uh, Chang Hon in the middle, uh, which yeah, is that, actually more baffling because problem. you have him on the right, and just before he was substituted. He was even on the left, you know, trying to cross for Suki and Jun. Mm-hmm. And just, <laughs> there's third option, which is clearly the best, and Moon uh, is, is out of form. So why don't you just try it? It's, it's, being, it's being very stubborn, and it's, it's weird, because it's not working like that. Yeah, yeah well, just to play that devil's advocate really quickly before we move on to Tim, mm-hmm. um, don't you think Song Min, I agree with most of it, but don't you think Song Min uh, lost the ball and fell down a little too easily at times? 
that's that's always the case, though. I, I think that's like an attribute <laughs> that's uh, just going to haunt him, sort of. Uh, he, I, I think he's a make-or-break player, fundamentally. And mm-hmm. uh, that's also the reason why I don't think that Tottenham fans will ever uh, embrace him, uh, maybe, you know, as some, some other fans would. Uh, because the tempo is, is very quick and... Uh, his his head is getting quite lost in that, I think. Uh, but hopefully he'll adjust uh, with time. Uh, but for me, he's he's always like that. And actually, I thought he was calmer. He was more composed in that game against yes, Germany. Yes, yes, that's true. Yeah, which which was a great surprise for me. Yeah, I feel like there are three players in this team who can play wide, and that is Son Heung-min, Hwang Yi-chan, and Ju Sung-ho. Uh, we've always been saying this, right? He's best in the middle. He's a number eight, maybe a number ten, but like not right wing. And he doesn't he doesn't track back as much, Tim. It's something that you've been pointing out this whole time, right? Yeah. I think when it comes to Quanchengun not playing in the middle, Quanchengun just won't start him in the middle ever. I, I don't recall him starting in the middle for more than a couple of matches uh, with Quanchengun, even in the U23 championship, he'd always turn out wide. And uh, I think the idea is that he likes to have Moon Chang Jin playing behind the striker because for all his flaws, Moon has the most goals of the team. Um, but yeah, the last couple games, and even against Fiji, he looked quite lost in the middle. So mm-hmm. you're, you're referring to a black hole, and that's, that's, definitely, that's <laughs> definitely the black hole on the side, unfortunately. His passes were... Out of touch, he was falling over quite a bit. Uh, his physicality just wasn't there. So, he, he, in hindsight, he shouldn't have started this match. Uh, and hopefully, against Mexico, he does get dropped, and we will see Quan Chengun move to the middle, but I'm not quite sure that that's going to happen, knowing Shin Yeah. Well, speaking of uh, Moon, Moon being one of the highest scorers... Um... Don't you guys think that, like, in perspective, have you guys ever seen a, a team in a can t-shirt in recent memory scoring with this efficiency? No. No. Right. I think for, for, all, the, for all the chances that's created, I feel like the chance conversion rate might still be about the same. Because yeah. if you think about, like, all those, we missed, we missed two good open goal chances. We missed... Hwang Yi-chan doesn't know how to shoot sometimes. So I feel like maybe the conversion rate's about the same, but I feel like the, the way that this team creates chances is actually quite unique. And I feel like the, the, the attacking midfielders do a pretty good job of creating. Like, of course, we don't have, like, a... We don't have, like, a established number 10. We don't have a Hwang Yi-chan right. kind of player who, for all his... Stand, for, for all his strengths, I feel like he might... Be a little too young for this tournament. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah. So, what else do you guys think went really well regarding this match besides attacking, finishing, that kind of stuff? Did we did we manage to expose Germany's weaknesses, or do you think the goals came from serendipity? The reason why I bring that up is actually because if you think about our goals, right? Huang Yichan was there in the right place at the right time. Yeah. Managed to not make two players cool, but um, any. Any other time, if that happened out of 10, someone might have blocked it. Um, Sok Hyun-jun's goal came from, uh, came from a bad 
clearance from Timo Horn. And Sonnenling's goal actually came from really, really bad defending from Shula, I think. Right? Like, he was caught staring at the ball. Yeah, but it was weird because there were, like, holes in Germany's defense when, when that happened. Like, I, you'd expect to see a fairly established, you know, back four line there, but it was, there, was, there was a channel for Sun to run into, and he did that. Yeah, well, the, well, the thing is, two other players play for Hoffenheim. That's right. Now, now, you can tell me Schiller is 20 years old, and he has, like, close to 60 or 70 apps for Hoffenheim, but it's also Hoffenheim. This is not <laughs> Hummels and Boateng we're talking about. Yeah, so, yeah, I think perhaps against Mexico, it might be a little harder. And against Iraq, who I think has been has probably had the best defense of this tournament. Tomas, do you agree with that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Iraq's defense is... Go ahead. Yeah, Iraq's defensive uh, line is, is very... Like the rows are very... Uh, distributed very well, I think. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. You, you really have one guy who's standing off opponents, who's uh, making those interceptions. He, he doesn't even tackle. And the other centre-back uh, then is doing uh, the clearances job. Uh, then you have a right-back who's very much a ball winner, just aggressive tackler. And Durgam Ismail, of course, he's like a centre-back or left-back turned centre-back. So he's being the mobile one who's, who's just roaming around uh, if it's uh, the, the five at the back. Yeah, so I think it's, it's uh, quite an interesting and functioning uh, option for, for Iraq to go five at the back. Um, I actually, uh, like South Korea, even used it at the uh, U, U-22 Asian Cup. I don't know if it's still option. Maybe you can shed some light on this, if it could be viable against uh, Mexico, which will probably line up in 4-3-3. Uh, so it might be uh, useful. Uh, but actually, I wanted to know your take on the South Korean centre-back partnership, if it's working or not, because I actually had the feeling... Uh, that is quite good for South Korean standards. If I uh, again, if I go back to to the World Cup, uh, you know, to very <laughs> disoriented uh, centre backs or defenders uh, uh, overall. Uh, so I think actually, even when uh, there was this injury at the halftime and Jang Hyun Soo uh, needed go uh, back to the defensive line, it was actually quite working still, mm-hmm. uh, especially the the middle of the of the park. Do you agree? Yeah, absolutely. I think the the only mistake the center backs made all game was the the Suffer goal. But other than that, I mean, they they did their jobs. There was nothing. There was no individual old Kim Young Won esque moments of complete failure. And I think the center back partnership was, despite conceding three goals, and it's absurd, it's kind of absurd to say it, but they were actually quite decent. Um, and I can't decide if that was because the Germans were poor in attacking when we were sloppy or whether or not we just had a centre-back pairing who didn't make any huge glaring mistakes apart from the soccer goal. So. Well, I think Tomas is right in saying that for Korea's standards... Well, for Korean standards, yeah. Yes, this was a pretty good defensive partnership. Um, objectively, there's a lot of mistakes going on. But um, I actually think Chang Yun-soo and Chung Seung-yeon might be better. No, well, Chaek uh, is a, I think is a little more error-prone than Chung Seung-yeon is. I think he's a bit more raw as well, isn't he? 
Like, yeah, he, he has he, yeah, he has less less experience. That's right. He he came into the side simply because Chumbuk lost Kim Ji Hee, and he started playing for Chumbuk by 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 force because there was no other option there for mm-hmm. Chang Hee. And by playing for Chumbuk consistently, he got the call up to the to the national team, right. to, the, to the Olympic team, and has done better than anybody else who isn't an overage call up. So. That being said, having sustained the injury uh, and coming come off, coming off, come off at half time, I'd be surprised if we see him start against Mexico. And that would, if there are any questions about his fitness, that would definitely put the five back out of question. And th- there wasn't no replacement because Mexico had just called up even, you know, for those two injured, freshly injured guys, they, they were still able to call up replacements. And there was no for for South Korea. Yeah, I think Chekebek's head injury isn't that big. Uh, to be honest, I think he has a good chance of starting the next match. Really? Okay. I think so. Yeah, it doesn't seem very serious. It was it was a head collision with uh, yeah. Davis Selka, so probably not that bad. Yeah, but uh, speaking of the Mexico game, looking ahead, um, do you guys, Tim? What what are your takes on a three back five back for this? You think? Assuming that uh, Chegibek is fit to play. Okay. Um, Would it work? I don't... I don't know. I, I'm, I'm... It just feels like the 4-2-3-1 worked decently against Germany. Why, why stray away from it? Why change the game well, plan completely against Mexico? I'll tell you why, because I think it would cover up the, the mess all the both the full backs usually do because you know with with three center backs you, you can spread wide and you right. can cover those spaces. This one thing and another thing is that uh Kun Chang Hon would inevitably uh need to play more centrally. Yes. Which is once again probably a priority or should be uh for a more effective side. Uh so I think that could actually be uh, quite sensible, especially when you consider that uh, wingers or, or wing play historically uh, is important for every Mexican side I've ever watched. They even played mm-hmm. for uh, with five at the back uh, at tournaments under Aguirre and other guys, other coaches uh, mm-hmm. recently. And uh, hearing Lozano, uh, who's probably now the focal point for, for all the offense uh, when uh, Oribe Peralta is, is out, I think he also functions wide, out wide, or uh, you know, moves into the channels. Uh, so you really need to focus on on channels on the flanks, and this could be option how to eliminate them. But would Quatrigon really play a more central role in the five five? What's it five four one? Because against Qatar, he he played the right midfield role, and so. And the centre mid roles went to Hwang Giwook and Yi Changmin. Yi Changmin, yeah. So then uh, Hwang Giwook, of course, wasn't called up. So if we follow Shin's logic, then there'd have to be more defensive player to Yi Changmin in the midfield too. The, the centre mid, central midfield uh, pairing, and I, I don't, I'm not sure. But to be honest, there. I feel like when when we when we play three back, it's not a five four one, but more of a fourth like a. Okay, so five two three or like a five two three slash four three four three. You know what I mean? Right. Two center mids, three forwards. It's usually how I see it. But that's um, still that's okay. Still that's still yeah. Quintana yeah. might be top. Yeah, but and, say and honestly, maybe, maybe that makes 
sense for Shin Taeyong because he seems to enjoy playing Kwachengun out wide. So, hmm. Yeah, I think what would be best would be a completely different shape, which would be like 5 3 2 with three center midfielders mm-hmm. uh, with, uh, with Park right. Wo, uh, and then Kwon Chang-hon as well, and then probably Moon. And up front, you have just two mobile guys who run around, and it could be very Cha flexible. Jun and Son Min, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. a good idea, actually. Um, that's actually a perfect... I think that is about the best way to counterattack. If we ha- with a uh, 5-3-2 and then have Son run up and Cha Jun provide the uh, hold-up play. But, that's not a bad idea either, actually. But Shin Tae-yong's never tested any kind of formation like that in any That's game. true. I think... For the purposes of Mexico, I think that is a little too much experimentation. Shin Shin Tae specifically said no, nothing, nothing new, nothing to yeah, nothing like that. And th- nothing new, and we're going for the win. And changing shape and playing a five back doesn't necessarily like. I'm, I'm not saying a five back is a defensive formation, but mm-hmm. it, it it doesn't give off the the signal of we're going for the win. It's more we're going to defend Mexico than counterattack. After the break, we name our starting eleven for the crucial Mexico encounter. Podcast, and now back to Jin Sakyang. So, Tomas, if you were Shin Taeyong, how would you line up, and who would you play? Uh, um, I'm not, I'm not very sure about the alternatives. I guess there are no really uh, better or you know glaringly better alternatives. Uh, depends if Sukyun Jun is fit enough or is trusted enough to to go uh, to go up front. Uh, I think I think be, this time he is. I yeah, probably. Is. And it would be like bet on experience. Although in front of the goal, he was very much inexperienced in the in the late stages. <laughs> when that that slip, it was uh, really uh, it was unfortunate. But especially the the later part when he even blocked the follow up. I don't know who was it now, but you know he blocked his path. Uh, who, who wanted to follow up with a yeah. shot. So that was like hilarious uh, slash sad, and uh, yeah, the the result uh, was very much telling. So yeah, I I wouldn't I wouldn't probably change a thing, sort of, or I I don't even expect it. And um, I, I I lined up my my formation in the previous uh, entrance, but it's it's as you said, guys, it's it's not very plausible. So I'll leave it like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for me, I would probably do a four-two-three-one. Kim Dong-jun, Shim Sang-min. I guess we don't have a choice. Um, I would actually try out Tang Yun-soo as a center back because that worked nicely. Um, so Tang Yun-soo, Jung Seung-yeon, Lee Su-chan, maybe Park Dong-jun if you want to uh, save Lee Su-chan's energy. Right. But um, yeah, so that back four. And then I would test out Park Yong-woo, Lee Chan-dong, or Park Yong-woo, Kim Min-tae, one of the two. Um, Kim Min-tae is probably a good option just for rotation. 
And if we are going to rotate, this is the game to do it. Um, and then attacking midfield, I, and then the four attackers, I really want to see Son Heung-min, Ri sung on the wings, Kwon Chang-woo in the middle, Seok Hyun-jun up top. Mm. I think this is the time to rest Hwang Yi-chan. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good point with, with Jang Hyun Soo at, at center back because I don't even like the double pivot and the distribution especially, which was right. not uh, very going. much on on show against yeah, okay, Fiji. Okay. I actually think Park Hyung Woo did very good job uh, on distributing the ball. He was quite Absolutely. tidy against mm-hmm. Germany, but Jang Hyun Soo, I don't know. Again, he's trying too too hard. Probably he's trying to be the brain he just doesn't have to, for and. Uh, yeah, th- that's that's another weakness, I guess, and it could it could really show against Mexico because they, if they really switch from four four two to four three three, which is uh, very much plausible with with the injury to Peralta, uh, they will go with three G's uh, in in the middle, uh, three guys start uh, whose name starts at, at G, uh, and. They are not very creative, so probably they won't hold the the ball that much. They won't try mm. uh, to to be you know the side that's uh, dictating the tempo. So it's it's going to depend on Moon as well as uh, Jung, and mm. I'm not very uh, confident in their abilities in in this respect. <laughs> yeah. So Tim, you th- so you also think we're going to see a four-two-three-one? I think we'll see that. Yes. And how would you line that up? Right, okay, so obviously Kim Dae-jun in goal and Shin Sang-min as left-back, uh, center-back pairing will be... I think Tamash touched on it very, very well. Uh, Chang'an's to in defensive mid is a bit of a shambles, uh, not just against Germany, but against Fiji as well, when he was uh, the, lone, the quarterback yeah. almost, if you, if, if you will, for much of the game, and it was very, very pathetic. Um, also, if Chekibek, if there's any questions about his injury, then you want to make sure that that wouldn't be aggravated. And so it might be wise to have Chang Su and Chung Sun Yun in center back. Right back, Tim Saki mentioned that Pak Dong Jin might come in to give East China a rest, but then again, I, I don't quite know what the point of calling up Pak Dong Jin was anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, defensive mid, I'd actually go for perhaps Yi Chang Dong. And Yi Changmin or Park Hyung Woo Yi Changmin, and why I say this is that I, against Germany, the we had two players who were are, are at their core more defensive players. Mm-hmm. Yi Changmin is more of a passing type, and against Mexico, I think we can afford ourselves to do that. I think there's less concern about attack coming from up the middle, and so I I, I wonder if. Playing Yi Chang Do or Park Chung was one of the uh, defensive mids, and the, and the other one being Yi Chang Min for the more uh, passing ability would be beneficial. And then mid, the front four would be the same as, as George Chin Suk, uh, for, uh, leaving Mu Chang Jin on the bench, and Huang Yi Chan started both games and played the entirety of almost the entirety of both games. And so I think it's it's best to give him a rest against Mexico and hope that if you get through, he'll be fresh for uh, whoever comes their way in the quarterfinals. Yeah. Any other thoughts regarding the what we what we need to pull out versus Mexico? I, I guess I guess score first. Against Germany, we scored first, and all of the, the minutes after we scored first were quite shambolic, and we conceded again. 
the fact that we did score first, I think, ultimately gave the team something to work with. Mm-hmm. And that was a, a more concrete belief that, yes, we can actually win this game. Uh, as opposed to if we conceded first, and then uh, more, most likely we'd have our backs against the wall for quite a bit. Um, so if we score first against Mexico, I'll be extremely confident that we'll win. If Mexico scores first, we all know how bad Korea is at coming, coming back from behind. <laughs> and it could be much more of an uphill battle then, especially with the pressure of knowing that a loss will not get us through. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, exactly. I think South Korea need to approach this game confidently uh, to really go attacking. Because, as I mentioned, Peralta, it's it's... It's not just a good attacker and goal scorer who was obviously the hero of the London run uh, or gold run. Uh, he's also he has this mental toughness. He's very much the leader of the team, and he's going to be missed even uh, when it comes to some scrappings up front. You know, some uh, fighting spirit. Uh, so I think South Korea needs to sort of target this. Just go uh, straight away from the kickoff at them, and I think they could actually be uh, taken aback by that. Uh, another thing, their right back, uh, which is Jose Javier Abelia, he's been criticized even against Fiji and especially against Germany when uh, Serge Gnabry uh, ran him uh, torrid. So uh, that's that's again that's going to be uh, that should be focus uh, not just of uh, Shim Sangmin, which hopefully it, it won't be a focus. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but obviously you have Song Hyung Min and you want him to run at him and to try to, to target him. Oh, interesting. Uh, so that's going to be important matchup. And I, I guess it's like the, the best matchup or the, the best position weakness uh, considering you have Song Hyung Min on that side. Uh, so for South Korea, they really need to exploit it now. Um, I'm just wondering about the defending at this tournament because we've seen... Some really, really, really bad defending all around. Yeah, and then we see teams like South Africa and Iraq somehow keep, keep uh, Brazil to a, a, a nil-nil. So I'm just... There seems to be a, a, a golf almost, and a quite sizable one of that, uh, of, of good defending teams and horrific defending teams, uh, the latter of which I'm, I'm afraid Korea probably falls into. I think it's it's the golden middle, <laughs> South Korea. Ah, okay. It's it's very much like reasonable because you have Japan on that, and I think you'll hear it gladly because <laughs> yeah. they are really uh, horrific, or at least the, the first game they were. So yeah, but Colombia was also bad in in that in that second game. So so they they weren't tested, uh, but against Nigeria it was it was massive shambles. So I think South Korea uh, still has uh, have the the upper hand in that. Mm. Mini mini clash of rivals. <laughs> yeah. Um, Fujihara. Yeah. Yeah. Fujihara. Yeah. Fujihara. Yeah, I don't know what was going on in there, but um. Yeah. So uh, score predictions uh, from Mexico. Two nil. Two nil. Two nil to Korea. We're keeping a clean sheet. You think we can keep a clean sheet? Okay, Tim. No, but I'm I'm, I'm hoping it. I'm hoping it. <laughs> But especially with with, with the, the Peralta loss as well as there was, there was another attacker as well who Pizarro Pizarro was who got at the side, um, hoping it will, it will rattle uh, Mexico just enough so that we can keep a a clean sheet. Uh, Two 0 goal from Tungmin and the goal from Lucingo. All right, Tomas. Mm. 
I don't think a South Korean side without Stilike in charge is capable of, of clean sheet. <laughs> so I think it'll be uh, 2-1 probably uh, for South Korea, hopefully. And I think, uh, I have a feeling that Kwon chang will will score a goal. At least one, and it'll be screamer from from mid range. Oh, yeah. <laughs> because he he doesn't do anything else. <laughs> True that. Um, I think this will be a high scoring game again. Mexico, no, because they have the worst the worst goal differential. They are going to come at us. They're going to throw everything at us. So, but I think we have what it takes to outscore them. So I think it's either going to be three three or three to two. Three three again. 3-3 or 3-2. One of those two will happen. Yes. Okay, I'm, I'm cheating some, uh, by, by calling two different ones. I'll just say 3-2. 3-2 again. Pele's score is going to come out. Yeah, but um, actually, before we close this podcast, uh, do we do we want to talk about any perspective about this Germany draw at all? Like, Well, the perspective is we drew Germany. Uh, it, 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 it wasn't... At the beginning of the tournament, it wasn't a result that we really saw coming. I think I think we saw this group shaking out to be Germany being the decisive winners, right? And that we beat Fiji, and then we come up, we come up against Mexico, and it'd be the do-or-die game for second place, uh, and it'd be clear-cut. But the fact that we were able to draw the Germans and lead them twice throughout the match, uh, it's, it's pretty it's pretty cool. That doesn't happen very often. Um, but, uh, yeah, so. I'm, I'm sad we blew the lead at the end. It's quint- I'm, almost I'm, quintessentially yeah. Korean. Very but, quintessentially uh, Korean, yes. This wouldn't but, be a Korean side if we didn't uh, take things the hard way. Of course not. But, yeah, I mean. That's the Korean way. My... Shoot yourself in the foot as well. <laughs> yes. Precisely. Yeah, I guess I guess my perspective on this is uh, um, two things. One is to really enjoy Shin Tae-yong's playing. I think mm. he is flawed. I think his team selection's a little odd. His substitutions could be better. But um, I think this free flowing attack style is actually pretty cool. You don't you don't see this with Korea too often. So I think this will be a good experience for all of us. Um, my second uh, perspective point is that. Um, it's a little bit of a troubling trend I'm seeing um, with the uh, K-League at large. Um, we always see very good defensive prospects. Our U-17 mm. defense was pretty freaking good, um, until I guess, until the Belgium match, but it was really good. Um, our past U-20 teams have also had some very solid defenses, 2011, 2013. Um, but whenever it comes to the U-23 and the senior team, those defenders never make it. I don't know why. Attacking players tend to make this uh, transition from youth youth to pro pretty fairly well. Um, defensive players, not so much. Um, I think London 2012 was a massive exception in that regard. So I think something really needs to be done about the professional transition in Korea. I think we've been this, this is we're we're, be, we're we've said this a million times already, but that's another thing I have to say about that. Yeah, but also, again, this, this, oh, sorry. Oh, God. Uh, the, the only thing I was going to say was that Hwang Yi-chan is the Lord and Savior, except for finishing, but I, I just... Amen. Um, anyway. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I can actually pick up on that, because 
uh, in the draft, do you have even a point if we can see someone make it in the senior side? And I think he's really going to be a fixture probably for years to come because he's very much the mobile uh, mobile striker who who's very good in interplay as well because especially before the, the Song Young Min, obviously he stole uh, the whole fame with, with that solo run. But the, the interplay from Huang was, was just top-notch. It was very good, very alert, uh, prompt, uh, you know, pass for a release, perhaps even uh, for Song Hyun Min. Uh, so I think that was something, and even the the whole uh, playing style, as, as you said, is refreshing and it's sort of uh, 2011 Asian Cup version, I think, of, of South Korea when it comes to free-flowing or, or the combination <laughs> in the attacking third. Uh, which is something I, I always uh, I'm always glad to come back because that was a pretty good tournament. And uh, as for the as for the defensive prospects, again it it seems widespread because even Japanese, you know, they needed to call up two overage defenders who actually don't seem being any better <laughs> any difference. They are actually the worst defenders on the team. Uh, and and there's just you know the confusion about uh, what's uh, uh, what's needed to be uh, done better in in that area, because uh, it's the same. Uh, attacking prospects are, are good enough, but not defensive ones. Yeah. My quick question then, um, back to the Wang Chan thing. Should Shilika call him up right away in September to replace the the Wang Yijou, uh call up, or should should we wait a couple of years until he he gets First team minutes, first team minutes in in Austria, and, and build himself up. I think he's better than Huang Yijou, but I think he shouldn't quite be called up just yet. Thomas, what were you gonna say? Yeah, I think it shouldn't be uh, Plan A, but uh, knowing Jidong Won, he's going to get injured just <laughs> before the <laughs> the international break, so it, it could be needed. And I know is is he is he getting regular calls in in Austria? I'm not too sure because Minamino is, but uh, Huang probably isn't right yet. Yeah, he's so maybe still a second. Yeah. yeah, so probably he still needs to at least get a proper sniff at the at the club level, mm-hmm. perhaps before he gets elevated in the national team as well. So then, are there any players in this in in this Olympic team that we will expect to see in September against China and Syria? Kwon Chang-un. Well, apart from Kwon Chang-un and Sang Min oh. and Sakyun Jun. And Chang Yun-su. Chang Yun-su? Yeah, I think Steel Kid generally, yeah, generally likes Chang Yun-su. Alright, but I mean the underage players who haven't made a senior call-up yet, who haven't played for the senior team yet. Yi Chan, maybe. Just because... Just right because back. there are no more, there are no other right-backs. Mm. And is he is he doing good in, in K-League? He's, he's starting. He's not starting. He's not starting. Oh, well. So, in the traditional tavern style, um, let's start with uh, some last calls here. Tim, you can start us off. Uh, let's beat Mexico. Let's go at them. Let's beat them and uh, maybe finish top in the group and uh, see what comes our way. But right now, players like Sun Min and Sun Jin are playing the most important games, in my opinion, of their careers because... If they do not carry this team, if the overage players cannot carry this team to the medal rounds and have two shots at a medal, then they are looking at exemption. Uh, they're rather they're looking at, at the military service, which 
especially Sun, would be extremely detrimental to his career. And although Sun does have one more chance at the Asian Games, I mean, you want to do it now and, and give clubs that reassurance that you're not going to have to go away for two years in some forest in Korea and, and play for Sangju Sangmu and have your career ruined like Iguanos. So hope, I'm, I'm really hoping that those players will, will carry this team through and uh, let's see how it goes. All right, Tomas. Yeah, I I would very much echo the the words of Tim. Uh, how how did you how did you uh, say the word of uh, the fighting spirit in Korean? Tuhon. 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 Yeah. So they need some Tuhon, <laughs> <laughs> and hopefully there'll be there'll be enough of it. And I I think they 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 got what it takes. They really look like the best Asian side. Uh, I pretty much I, I've watched all of the the games so far of of Asian participants and. I've seen most in in South Korea uh, being somewhat unbiased, uh, so I hope they'll they'll make it. They should. Uh, for me, I think um, the motivation is there. I think we definitely have what it takes to beat Mexico. The question is, if if we can find an organization, we'll go further in this tournament. All right. So um, that concludes our Tavern of the Tega Warriors podcast edition. Um, thank you, Tomas, for your special guest uh, appearance. Oh, I thank you. And um, yes, we will see you next time uh, against Mexico. Bye.